This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into the Seattle Sounders FC, and sometimes twice a week, like this week. Nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. Do us a quick solid. Go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're subscribing for free and give us a rating. Rate us definitely 10 stars. 10 out of 5 stars for sure. Leave a for, com- we, we did twice the work this week. 10 stars. <laughs> Leave us a comment. The review is fine, but we mainly just want to know who your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is, from Nelson Valdez to Andreas Evenschitz, whose name I could say a hundred times because I'm allowed to say it on the radio. <laughs> anyway, um, this week, the all-Peru, all-the-time Sounders FC take on short flight from Manchester City, NYCFC, in a battle for, I uh, just not to be embarrassed by a team that's super good. So uh, good. Uh, Brandon, good. it's... It feels like a familiar story because we've seen the Sounders travel across the country to play teams that are much better than them. The nice part is they've been able to pick up some results and turn it into a little bit of momentum. So this week could actually be pretty fun. Yeah, Sounders are so good right now. Sounders, so hot right now, right? So hot, so hot. Um, So Sounders traveled down to San Jose for a midweek match after picking up a win over the weekend. They traveled down to San Jose to play in whatever... Big bar that they have down there, longest <laughs> bar in, or wait, what longest outdoor, outdoor bar? It's the longest outdoor like, bar in America. I like how they say that it's the longest. It's not the biggest. It just happens to be like they've just narrowed a regular sized bar and stretched it out super long, so it's the longest because they had to have something. That must the have been longest. That must have been where all the fans were, Brandon. <laughs> I think so, because after watching San Jose play this season, all you can do is hit the bar at the stadium. Yeah. Uh, we talked a lot about that this week, actually, earlier yeah. this week. Last cast, um, man. <laughs> yeah, so the Sounders are able to go down, pick up three points, which they are in desperate need of at this point of the season, um, because there are no must-win games before apparently mid-July. Uh, they, they, overall, the last stretch of games where the Sounders are unbeaten, it's it's been I mean, they haven't been playing the best soccer I've ever seen in my life. However, they're walking away with points, so that's massive. Um, I love your note here uh, about... (laughs) Brandon, I listened to it like five times in a row. I just kept rewinding to listen to it over and over. (laughs) Uh, Did he actually say that? This is what he said after the goal. It was like the 61st minute goal or something like that. I don't remember the exact time, but uh, he quote, Moments like that make the last 60 minutes almost worth it, Casey. Keith Gostigan on the Rui Diaz goal. <laughs> that guy is bleeding blue and green. Yeah, he's Sounders through and through. He It was almost worth it for him to watch the Sounders play this season. <laughs> I hope that paycheck is almost worth it. Uh, and then you have Zach Awani on the other side saying, that's why you pursue goal scorers of that caliber. They turn mediocre games into points. Yeah. Uh, of course, talking about 
uh, Raul Rudiaz, who, um, after a quite boring affair hmm. in the first half, um, where you know both teams had a few chances, but nothing clear cut. Everything kind of was dude, terrible dude, and boring dude, dude, dude. and sloppy. No, 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 no. It was bad. That was it bad was, football. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I which what did we say last week in the TLDL? It's hard to play a, a team that stinks so much without walking away smelling as stinky as that team. <laughs> yes. Um, so after a just quite terrible affair in the first half. Um, Sounders get on the board in the 62nd minute. So first of all, this whole match, uh, Raul Ruiz gets his first start. Uh, it happens to also be his birthday. And then he goes and gets on the board in the 62nd minute for the only goal of the match. Uh, what a goal it was. We'll talk more about that later. It also, um, Brandon, it was also Peruvian flag day at Avaya <laughs> Stadium. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, it is crazy. Like after the match, the Sounders were posting videos of, uh, of all of the Peruvian fans from basically everywhere in California who all descended upon Avaya Stadium, which is the stadium that San Jose plays at. All of these Peruvian people descend on the stadium where Raul is like leaving the pitch after the match and signing every single Peruvian flag that has ever been manufactured <laughs> because somehow they all ended up in San Jose for Raul, who is a bench player for the for the Peruvian national team, for him to sign them. So it was, I thought it was kind of awesome. <laughs> It's um, it's good to see a guy show up, not really have much effect on the game. He wasn't really playing up front that much. But then when it was time to turn on the class, when he had an open opportunity, he did not squander it. No, first first start, first goal, all on his birthday. Great stuff. Uh, all that being said about Raul being great and Peruvian and uh, scoring goals, which is something the Sounders desperately need and all of this stuff, Raul Ruiz was not my man of the match. Instead, this week's man of the match for me, Nuhu. Nuhu Tolo is my toddler farts man of the match. Toddler farts, bottling the farts of toddlers since 1966. Check out their new flavor, Old Chicken Strips. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um... But yeah, New Who, what a game for New Who. Uh, Why is New that, Who, Brandon? What did you like so much? <laughs> uh, there were just two two defining moments, uh, maybe three defining moments uh, that every time I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm so, so glad and worried about New Who at the same time. Uh, the first being a like dolphin dive clearance. Uh, the second being a bicycle kick clearance, which makes me think that New Who is spending way too much time with his compatriot uh, and coach, Jimmy Traore. No, 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 no. Uh, he's, he's been at Soul Cycle in Bellevue. Oh, that's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no way that New Who on his salary can afford to go to Soul Cycle, Greg. He makes just more than a public school teacher to be a professional athlete. <laughs> that's from him riding his bmx he, he's riding around on the pegs of somebody else's bmx around <laughs> his apartment complex <laughs> uh but there was that but then the best moment of the entire match in my mind uh and the reason that he gets the taller farce man of the match honors this week is because there was at one point where he uh was was going to shield the ball out of uh, out of bounds so so the sounders could have a goal kick he ran up to it, did a step over that shook the defender. But so the defender was nowhere near the ball at this point. Knew who could have just basically watched it go out. Uh, but instead, he did five or six more step overs to, to finish it out and like the thing about new step overs is that her, his legs are about as long as his torso and so every step over looks like he's throwing his entire body over the ball again so it was it was it's fun there's gifs of it on the internet you should go watch them because it's one of the best 
soccering plays I've seen this season. To me, it looks like if you dressed your hand up and then made your legs do a soccer move, <laughs> that's kind of like what it looked like. It was a new who tech deck. Yeah, perfect. You nailed it. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. All right, Brandon, it's time to take a look at who's hot, who's garbage, and who's hot garbage. Hot. Garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot. Hot garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's hot garbage. All right, let's start with hot. Hot. Birthday goals for Raul Ruidiaz. Hot. Uh, as we've already talked about, Raul scoring on his first start uh, for the Sounders, uh, scoring on his birthday. Those are both big, great things. But the goal itself was just uh, touch a class from a player. Sloppy turnover by San Jose. Yes, Casey Keller, we get it. It was the simplest of turnovers, <laughs> of course. We understand. Okay. Uh, soccer happens. That's part of soccer. Turnovers are happening. Um, what What is amazing is that the Sounders were actually able to capitalize on this. And you brought in a goal, a goal scorer to do exactly this. That's what Raul Ruiz does. He... Um, He's the one that that benefits from the turnover. He passes the ball on to Christian Roldan. Uh, Roldan uh, takes the ball out wide. Uh, Rui Diaz makes a run up through the center, which is something we've been missing all season. Uh, Roldan plays a great ball through to Rui Diaz. Uh, he takes it off of his chest, like a, a very aggressive chest bump to the ground, um, and and places it in front of him. And on the on the half volley, takes a swing, puts it to the left of the net, right past the keeper. Beautiful, beautiful goal. A touch of quality that I think the Sounders have been missing all season, and that's why it's hot. Something that, hot. Something that Casey Keller went on and on about that I got that I agree with him a ton on. First of all, he's like way smarter about this than either of us combined. But uh, something that I totally agree with him about was that it was the secondary run of Nico Lodero who could have turned off the Jets and just watched the play happen, but he came up and forced one of the two central defenders to have to pull off of the play, leaving the other guy like in a kind of like in between players. And you give Rui Diaz just a touch of space, and that guy's gonna punish you every time. So it was a uh, Good observation to see multiple people moving and taking a really leaky defense, a team that hasn't had a clean sheet all season in San Jose. And Holy like exposed- crap, is that true? I'm almost positive. I might have made that up, but I think that's pretty true. Our stat guy's <laughs> looking into it right now. Mm, true. True. Oh, oh. Hey, uh, thanks, Carl. Hey, our stat guy, Carl, said that's right. So Okay, yeah. good, good, good. Um, yeah, so to see a team, you know, to punish a team like that, you just got to, I feel like you got to screw with their center packs, and there wasn't a whole lot of, Again, the entire season, Seattle hasn't been able to do much getting in behind the central defense, and it's not creating a lot of opportunities or a lot of holes. You are starting to see that now. I think people are worried to play Rui Diaz as well, and that's going to be a psychological battle as well. So what else you got that's hot? Uh, Hot is, uh, you know, all season we've talked about this ever since he's come on, but Kim Ki-hee uh, getting praise for sto- <laughs> for stopping a Wanda Wifsky goal. <laughs> Hot. Casey Keller, man. Uh, he's hard on the... Uh, hard on. He is... <laughs> He is tough on defenders specifically, being his area of expertise as a former goalkeeper, but also specifically like on the Sounders, he's real tough on them or doesn't have a lot of positive to say when something goes right. So for him to call out Kim Kee-hee for his performance being in the right spot at the right time, forcing Wanda Wifsky out wide and, and limiting the angle that he had on the goal to help keep that a 1-0 affair, that's pretty awesome. Great job, Casey Keller. Hot. How about garbage, uh, Brandon? This- what, are you, what are you seeing for that? 
this week in garbage, uh, Clint Dempsey is allergic to setting goal scoring records. <laughs> garbage. <laughs> exactly, Steve. Uh, Clint Dempsey is now tied and has been tied for both the United States men's national team goal scoring record with Landon Donovan, both of them sitting on 57 goals. And he is also tied uh, for the most goals scored in Sounders history with Freddie Montero. Um, last night, Clint Dempsey had the perfect opportunity to uh, to set that record uh, with the Sounders second goal of the night. It was late into stoppage time. Um, the only seconds, like literally negative seconds left in the match um the it's goalkeeper one, it's one of those things where the ref's gonna blow the wind the whistle when the play is dead and so you have yeah. this one last opportunity and you're talking about a set piece gone wrong for san jose and the, should have gone right for seattle the goalkeeper from san jose was all the way up in the sounders uh business. box where <laughs> all up in the sounders business uh where they were taking a corner kick they lost possession the ball pops out to clint dempsey he takes it up to 40 yards from the san jose goal no goalkeeper in sight no defender in sight uh clint shoots from 40 yards hits the post and it bounces it could have bounced in it no, could no, have no, no 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 you're not doing it justice first of all clint dempsey's turbo button ran out okay so <laughs> he's getting you know he's getting up in the years a little bit so he got to about 40 yards and i was like clearly about to be shut down by a guy who had gotten back twice as fast as him and so he wraps his foot around it and bends it around the guy and it bounces and it's it gets to the point where it's just rolling and then it's slow and then you see the ball headed right for the post and you don't know what's going to happen but it's like embarrassingly slow for the amount of drama that it caused, and it just goes funk, <laughs> <laughs> and then the ref pulls his whistle, and that's that. So it was like not, only, was- not only did it miss, but also it like had to be in the like least like awesome way. <laughs> Uh, I don't think there's a great way to miss a goal. Um, yeah, there is. From, when, you, when the ball comes flying off the post and makes that sweet whack oh, noise, that's sure, an awesome sure. way to miss. <laughs> this didn't so much ping off the off of the uh, post as it did just go. I don't know. I would I wouldn't have been surprised if it would have stuck. Just like <laughs> just the condensation <laughs> on the ball. <laughs> uh, Brandon, for me, garbage. Twenty three points in twenty matches. The run that the team's on right now is great, but twenty three points in twenty matches still terrible. Garbage. Uh, where were we at this point last season? Nine hundred points last season. Ask Carl the stats guy. He will he will confirm that. But if hey, you Carl was at nine hundred. Yeah, yeah. Carl says, yeah, dude. So I guess you're right. Yeah, somehow they finished with 53, but at one point they're at nine, 900. So. <laughs> um, last season, this is just, we're looking at uh, about two-thirds of the way through the season right now. And almost. And in 2017, in the Western Conference, it took 46 points to make the playoffs. And so more than halfway through, Sounders at 23 points. That is behind schedule to be able to make it. Now, it changes every year because it's, it's a variable point scoring and the west is actually a lot better this year in terms of points than it was last year so uh the previous year it was also 46 points in the west to make it so that's kind of your target you need to be shooting for over 46 points on the season with 23 in 20 matches not gonna get it done garbage famously uh back when head coach ziggy schmid was still around um he used to say that if you could hit 50 you were good you were guaranteed a spot yeah um that's kind of i think something that the sounders have probably held on to from the ziggy era being that brian schmetzer was his assistant for that amount of time also Um, it's like math (laughs) yeah and also you know that's how math works as as far as i know um so uh the sounders not on pace at all to reach that however uh 
couple games in hand. They're only at this point 10 points out of uh, the last playoff spot. Seven with points. Two ga- seven points. Oh, thank you. After last night, seven points out of that last playoff spot. Um, so things are looking promising. I don't want to say promising. There's hope. There's yeah. not much. The door is not closed. It's it, the, we don't have Stefan Fry standing between us and the goal. Okay, this is like right. there's still an opportunity. There's not someone that's going to shut us down cold. You know, I'm just giving some more thought to that uh, that swing on goal that Deuce made at the end there, and I kind of wish the Earth was flat because I feel like the bend on that ball combined with the smallest degree of angle of the curvature of the Earth probably made that ball not go in. So for once in my life, I'm going Team Flat Earth. Are you telling me that the Earth isn't flat? Garbage. <laughs> and in hot garbage there, Brandon. Harry Ship puts in a shift, puts in an absolute shift for this match, comes off uh, after being substituted for Alex Roldan, uh, comes off, shakes hands with everybody on the team, takes one look at backup goalkeeper Brian Meredith, turns and walks off. Dude, he didn't just take a look. He, like, saw through that guy. He was like, <laughs> I'm like your MRI machine, bro. Uh, today, Brian Meredith tweeted, I'm not mad at at championship. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I wonder if they cleared that up afterwards. Casey Keller said he was going to confront Brian Meredith at the hotel and then just totally blow him off. <laughs> I, was I like, don't Big time Casey Keller. I don't know if you caught this, uh, but at the same time that Brian Meredith was stiffed on the Harry Ship handshake, uh, there was also a clip uh, of, at the same time, Ozzy Alonzo looking at Brian Meredith and bending his fingers so far back, like... Ozzy Alonso was showing off the fact that he has double jointed knuckles, uh, but that was caught in the same exact clip. So go back it. and watch it. Look what I can do. That's probably what it was. Harry Ship was like, "Oh my god, dude, watch out!" <laughs> ah, hamstringitis. <laughs> but I was Ozzy showing Alonso off my hand. Like, yeah, I think I think that Harry uh, that uh, Brian Meredith just felt so bad, and Ozzy Alonso was like, "Oh no, no, no! Look at man, look what I can do about this. Don't think about the fact that Harry Ship just stiffed you." <laughs> Congratulations to Brian Meredith and Harry Ship. We now have an on-team rivalry caught on television. Hot garbage. <laughs> All right, Brandon. People getting mad on the internet after anything happens at the match. It's this week in fan outrage. I'm glad to see that out there I have a kindred spirit in John Wilson <laughs> who says... I think like you made this person up, John Wilson. You're like, yes. <laughs> you backspaced Smith and was like, Wilson. Yes. Yeah, John Wilson says, Brandon's a totally cool guy. He would always do the best things ever. He's got a great haircut. He's got a great haircut. Uh, no, John Wilson on Twitter says, New who doing repeated stepovers as he shields the ball as it rolls towards his own goal line is the most new who movement moment ever. <laughs> the new who movement of the match. <laughs> Uh, so thank you john for for agreeing with everybody so when i read the internet you never know what kind of tone to put into that is that was that a oh my god new who stop or was that like a oh my god new who never stop either way there will be no second guessing the tone of the following fan outrage (laughs) named spooky ghost who says what the is new who doing honestly imagine thinking he's good enough says the guy who like just watched the sounders get a clean sheet on the road and uh, who was playing defense on that on that squad? Oh, that was New Who. <laughs> that was Mr. Tuhu Nolo. 
What a uh, what a movement. <laughs> what a movement. <laughs> and, and lastly, speaking of people who misunderestimated the or just underestimated the defense, uh, Ryan Harding says uh, as the lineups come out before the match, he says Torres over Marshall. LOLOLOL, you played yourself. Uh, I think he's talking about Chad Uno Quattro, aka Chad Marshall. Uh, he spelled it Chad Marshall. Uh, <laughs> very upset that that Roman Torres were starting over that Mr. Chad Marshall, saying that the Sounders probably were going to lose that match. If I'm deciphering his "you played yourself" comment uh, the the right way, uh, and if I if I am, I think that Ryan Harding with that comment, "you played yourself." <laughs> Maybe he thinks that Roman Torres is one of the assistant coaches, and he literally played himself. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. okay. When we come back, we've got uh, some headlines to look at, including all the Peruvians. It's the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast. Subscribe, leave comments, tell us your favorite players of all time at wherever you consume this thing from. Hopefully Apple Podcasts because iTunes, whatever you call it, that helps us get more people listening because then, uh, whatever, that's what they say. Uh, okay, so let's, we're looking at headlines here. Tell me about all the Peruvians, bro. Yeah, so the Sounders, having just signed Raul Ruiz, have thought to themselves, hmm, one Peruvian, not enough. First of all, Peruvian player Paolo Hurtado is apparently on his way to Seattle, according to rumors. Uh, the, one of Portugal's largest newspapers called The Record is reporting that um, there's a club called Vitoria Guimarães, and I don't know if I said that sure, right. Sure, yeah. But he, they are saying that the Sounders and this team, Vitoria, have agreed to a 1.5 million euro transfer fee. Um, I don't know anything about Europe, and so I don't know how many American dollars that is, but I'm pretty sure it's even more American dollars than 1.5 million that's twice uh, what you make to do this podcast oh <laughs> yeah i'm making a lot here um <laughs> so uh hurtado is another uh peruvian player apparently he's a number 10 but can also play on the wing um so where he would fit into the sounder system but this could be that second attacking piece that garth lagerway said uh earlier in the season that when they brought on a eight figure or however many figures uh yeah uh, signing of of a designated player that ended up being Raul Ruiz Diaz. They also said that it would bring on a, uh, a a complimentary attacking piece. I can't think of anything more complimentary to a Peruvian striker than a Peruvian midfielder. Well, unless it's a little too close and you end up with a situation where you have, the, as you title it, the drama down under. Yes, some severe drama down under in the uh, hot Atlanta. So apparently, I don't know why this is a headline. I feel like we couldn't not talk about this because this is all anybody in the MLS world is talking about. Uh, Ezekiel Barco, one of Atlanta's, it's one of the biggest MLS signings in history, signed by Atlanta. Um, he has apparently been temporarily suspended and possibly being shopped around by his team for why, Greg? For something he did on the field? No, for sleeping with his teammate Brandon Vasquez's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> that's not so great. So Ezekiel Barco uh, transferred to MLS uh, very soon after transferring, got married to his girlfriend, now his wife. Um, apparently, he was not I don't know what his motivations were, but apparently has done something. He either slept with her or made some serious advances toward uh, his teammate's girlfriend. His teammate and his 
in it, so Brandon Vasquez and his girlfriend are no longer together. Uh, Barco was not even in the 18 for their match uh, this week. Instead, replaced by some like 12 year old kid, Andrew Carlton. I'm not, he's 17, but he is very, very good at soccer. <laughs> um, but he was benched in place of this player. And um, yeah, things are not looking too hot down in Hotlanta. I got to tell you, he probably just listened to American Fiasco with Roger Bennett, who did the 1998 men's U.S. national team, where one of the dudes uh, evidently slept with Winaldo's wife yep. or something like that. And he was like, oh, Hey man, it's cool. This ha- it's been happening forever. I can do that, right? <laughs> Hotline- Evidently, the manager there did not listen to the same pod. So uh, that was an American fiasco. And based, uh, well, at least so far, Atlanta hasn't been following the same uh, hot streak that the that U.S. national team played because they're actually good this year. Yeah, they're top, um, they're top of the East. We'll talk about that more here in just a second. Hang out. We'll be right back with more extra time, or <laughs> full ninety extra time podcast. Again, don't know how to say the name of our own show. All right, Brandon, looking ahead to this weekend's match, this is really interesting because as we're recording this, when we sat down, NYCFC was playing all the way in Orlando. They had a 2-0 lead, and they were playing Orlando on a Thursday night, and then they're coming to Seattle on a Sunday, just three days later. It's the Seattle Sounders FC, 10th in the West, welcoming NYCFC, that's New York City FC, third in the East, and hot, man. Oh, boy. Whoa! Fudge. What happened? I knocked a beer over onto myself. <laughs> I'm not laughing. No, no, no. You should be. That is very funny. <laughs> I hope this all stays in the podcast. Uh, New yeah, York yeah, City. Sure. Let's, let's go ahead and leave it. That's that's actually good. Um, okay, Hopefully so, it was a light beer. Oh, oh, is that on my phone? Oh, boy. That could be... <laughs> Hot. <laughs> No, 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 no. That's that would be garbage, Brandon. I don't. The iPad luckily did not get anything on it. That's that's nice. Um, but just in time. Garbage. <laughs> Seattle Sounders uh, FC welcome NYCFC on Sunday at 2 p.m. Century Link Field. NYCFC is a team that is hot, and uh, they're four points out of the out of first with two in hand. They'll be closer to that after this because of this match. But then three days later, they have to play on turf in Seattle, flying all the way across the country using one of their allowed their allotted charter flight opportunities to come all the way up here. Uh, there's definitely serious contenders for support, Supporter Shield. The New York Red Bulls are a point ahead, also with two in hand. That might have actually changed since I wrote this as well. Um, NYCFC have had their own little great run of form recently i guess yeah they uh new york city fc playing without their star their talisman striker david via um they have uh had their own great run of form and are undefeated in their last four they've got and apparently after tonight probably five uh where they've gone three oh and one potentially four oh and one that's four wins zero losses and one draw uh with less than with one less day of rest after playing orlando tonight so coming into the match uh, against the Sounders this weekend. Um, NYCFC will have a little bit less rest. They might actually have David Villa back, but he's out with a knee injury. And he trained you fully know how with the people... squad on Monday, so there's a chance, but yeah, like you were about to say with the turf. Yeah, you know how people, especially old guys, are about playing on turf. Um, David Villa isn't uh, the most youthful person on the planet. Sure. Uh, however, he is the guy that that team really likes. They like to play him when they can. Uh, and so if he is back to full fitness, they might rest him for this match. Um, they might think that they're going to walk into this match, 
well equipped to handle the Sounders. But I don't know, man, because um, it's uh it's the same for Seattle. Five uh five games in a row with no defeats. That's a pretty it's gonna be a pretty interesting matchup where both these teams are. Uh, unfortunately, New York City FC will be coming off of what looks like a big win at the time of recording, and Sounders will be coming off of a win that looked pretty bad. Like even uh good old Gustav Carl Svensson afterwards was like, We did not play well. It's good that we got three points, but this is this was not something we should be proud of. So But the team needs time to integrate with their new striker being Raul Ruiz Diaz I think that the the Sounders will surprise they will shock they will awe um will it be it obviously wasn't the match against San Jose mission uh, accomplished I think I th- okay, never mind. <laughs> could um, they turn on the Jets could they turn on the Jets against New York City this weekend or do they need a little bit more time to integrate with each other um does Gustav Carl Svensson need to legally change his name to not have Carl in anymore no, these are no, the questions no, that no, people are asking no never don't you dare do that <laughs> Gustav um Last time out, this this is another one of these East versus West matches, and last time out it was in New York City who got the better hand 2-1 to one against Seattle, uh, where David Villa scored his 50th MLS goal on their way to victory. 50 goals in just over 75 matches is pretty bananas for a guy who already made all his money and fame and World Cup victories before coming to this team to do it. So It's, it, it's amazing. He's impressive. It's really cool. Looking ahead, who do you see being the hero for this weekend's match for the Seattle I think overall I'm gaining a new appreciation of the country of Peru. Um, so I think that Peru is my hero. A ghost from Machu Picchu will be <laughs> will be the hero on the field. And An alpaca will descend upon uh, Century Link Field. Carrying a, carrying a spirit who will take over the body of Brian Schmetzer. <laughs> it, what is it? Is it guinea pigs that are really popular down there? I think it's guinea pigs and alpacas are kind of a thing in Peru. Anyway, uh, Peruvians, uh, the country of Peru, Raul Ruiz possibly this new guy yeah, who yeah, yeah. definitely won't be here this weekend. Uh, but I think that Raul Ruiz uh, continues continuing to integrate with the team. He got subbed out early uh, during the match against San Jose, meaning that he will be a little bit fresher than he would have been should he have played a full 90. Um, So I think that he's going to come in here and have himself a game. In terms of villain, Brandon, you can't spell villain without Villa. That's very funny. David Villa is always a safe bet. He's Spanish, and it looks like if you drew a little mustache on him, he could be a villain in a pirate movie. (laughs) Unfortunately, he is also hurt, and he didn't make the starting... 18 for the squad on Thursday night, so I would be surprised if he starts. I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the bench and maybe gets a few minutes, but again, on field turf, these guys from Europe hate playing on that, and they like to sit out, so we'll see how that goes. He has definitely played at CenturyLink Field before, so it's a thing. It could happen. I'm not fully convinced, however, that Maxi Morales, who is their second leading goal scorer, isn't just uh, David Villa in a mask. Maybe because that's they maybe look you wipe so the mustache similar. off and that's what you get. You should put on a different mustache because he also has facial hair. <laughs> uh, it's like an old Scooby Doo. He just tears off the yeah. very lifelike looking David Villa mask, and it's <laughs> Maxi Morales. You're the David Villa. <laughs> Wait, David Villa. It's just David Villa again. It's like uh, from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey when they have those two creatures that form together to make one thing. Okay, anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a reference before your time, Brandon. Hey, I know that. I know that one. Yeah, I wish I could remember their names, but I can't, and it's going to drive me crazy. And I'm going to have to Google it afterwards because <laughs> dumb Carl won't do it for us. All right, Brandon. Carl, come on, man. Come on, Carl. To anyone who just randomly turned this on in the 31st minute or whatever it is, I don't know how you would do that. You're like, I like scrubbing to the end because TLDL is my favorite part. Too long. Didn't listen. What do you got? 
Too long didn't listen. You would think that with so much money, Clint Dempsey could buy a goal. Instead, he's spending all of his money on fishing poles and tackle. Clint, stop spending all your money on fishing stuff. Yeah, start spending it on turbo jets or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, TLDL Peru. <laughs> Sorry, start, start spending it on flattening the earth. <laughs> TLDL Peru. So hot right now. So hot right now. Too long, didn't listen. Don't bang your teammates, girl. Take a look into the swirling sea of your Crystal Pepsi ball, Brandon, and tell me what you have as a prediction for this weekend's match. It's CenturyLink Stadium, Sunday, 2 p.m., Seattle Sounders FC. Welcome, New York City FC. A battle of bottom of the West versus top of the East. What do you got? I think Raul Rui Diaz, the Seattle Sounders, and their meddling dog unmask the villain that is Maxi Morales only to reveal it was David Villa the whole time uh, after scoring two goals and limiting the New York City FC pigeon whatever team to <laughs> one goal. So it will be two to one Sounders and sending, uh, I don't know, David Villa to jail or something like that. I predict that uh, we're going to have a surprise signing just moments before the match and we'll get zero goals out of... Coco the guinea pig. <laughs> and Carl the alpaca. 